Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. hey it's Pat Boyle. And today on the Best of the DA Show, how was everyone wrong about Deion Sanders in Colorado? Plus your best audio of the day and sound check, including Chris Moore and Carlos with a K with some Spanish. All right, sure. Plus, it's a Trash Tuesday. What is bugging you? Andrew Bogus stunned to a news, a disgusting, foul, dirty, nauseating, stunned to a news. But, hey, we're here for it, right? Plus, advanced analytics, your epic fail. What better way to kick off fall? What better way to get ready for week one in the NFL? What better way to break down week one in the college football season than right here? It's the best of the DA show. It's now. But we begin with those Colorado Buffaloes because the Buffs, even after last night's upset win by Duke, is still the story of the college football world. A team that won just one game last season, pulling off an upset of a team in TCU that played in the national championship game. Many wondered whether it was all bluster all sizzle, no stake from Deion Sanders. Instead, he delivers quite the statement in his first game. So how was everybody, including myself, wrong about the buffs? It is where we begin, your cold open. Fourth down and two from the 46. What do you do here? Dylan Edwards in at running back. Sadur takes a snap, dropping the throw, swinging out of the backfield. Caught by Dylan. First down, 40, 35, down the sideline, 35. Steps out of a tackle, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown, touchdown, Colorado. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe now? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I, I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. In the Lone Star State, there is no star that shines brighter than Dion Coach Prime Sanders. He has shown the college football world that all of his predictions are on point as Colorado knocks off number 17 TCU. In his debut as a head coach of the Buffaloes, your final score here at Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, 45-42. Guess what? We're going to consistently do what we do. Because I'm here and ain't going nowhere. And I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. 
It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, you heard the great Mark Johnson, the voice of the Buffs on Learfield Sports. And Mark joined us as part of the Sounds of Saturday run when we began this a little over a month ago. And that, of course, was Deion Sanders. So I told you last week that I thought the Buffs were probably a four-win team. I thought if they could jump from a one-win squad to a four-win squad this year with just year one of Dion implementing his program, getting his guys in there, so much turnover on that roster in a pretty difficult Pac-12. I mean, this was a non-conference game. Ultimately, next year, it'll be a conference game. It'll be a Big 12 game. But right now, Colorado's competing in the Pac-12, and that's a really good football conference, ironically, in their final go-round together. I thought, if they get four wins... That's a pretty significant step forward and that they'd still end up dealing with, I think, getting exposed with lack of depth and and good competition. And instead of this game, you saw them play a dynamic brand of offense and create a lot of chunk plays and highlight plays and play it right to the very end and outlast what at least last year was an elite TCU squad. So a couple of things happened here. Number one, I think Dion deserves credit for coaching, okay? Specifically coaching because in his three years, in his previous stop, that was a team that competed for their conference championship or won their conference championship or was one of the best schools at the FCS level and HBCU level all the years he was there. So that's significant. And now he jumps into the power five at the FBS level and immediately delivers a statement victory. So from a coaching standpoint, clearly Dion has some resume builders here. Number two, I think it's important to remember TCU's not going back to the national championship game this year, no matter had they won this game by 50 points or not. TCU lost a handful of its best players from last season. Last season was kind of a a magic carpet ride as it was anyway. And so everything kind of had to come together. It did. They lost a lot of talent from that squad. They were not going to replicate that. So I think in some ways when you when you frame this as, oh my God, the Buffs are a one-win team. They beat a team that played for the national championship. It's really not quite that because the Buffs are better than the team they were last year and TCU's worse than the team they were last year. But I think also what you have here is two things that Deion Sanders has brought to the table. Two elite players that could play on any team likely in the country in his son Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter, who he got the flip at his previous stop from Florida State. He was a five-star kid that could have gone anywhere. So Deion brought two elite players into Colorado. They didn't have any of those. And then also, his quotes, his bravado, his confidence, his experience, his personality, make guys believe, okay? And this Buffs team went into Saturday not thinking we're the little engine that could. Wouldn't it be wild if if we won a game or two here early in the season? They didn't come in wondering if they were going to be a six-win team to make a bowl game or whatever. 
Deion Sanders has you believe, if you buy in, that you can do extraordinary things, that you're meant to do this. Now, it can come off as snake oil selling because you hear him talk all the time about himself, about the things that he does. It was on, you know, he's been doing this since the 80s. So at some point, you start just making it at white noise of he just keeps talking and it's like, okay, how 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 much smoke can you blow? How much air, hot air can you blow? And people start ignoring it, you know? But if you believe it, you really believe it. And I think those guys really believed it the last couple of years. I think they believe it this year. And so that's a big difference maker. You know, coaches can speak in these statements and these slogans and these catchphrases, but do the kids really believe it? And they do in Boulder. So I thought that was really interesting. And this season's really interesting. Now, some people are going to watch one Colorado Buffalo game all season long. It was this one because there's no NFL. And this team and that game is going to be the biggest story yesterday and for maybe today or tomorrow until the NFL starts. And then you're, you're just going to have a lot of national media that just kind of bails on college football until the playoff and just focus completely on the NFL. So I, I'm fascinated to see if there is still a fascination with Colorado and Deion Sanders once the NFL starts to distract everybody. Because I, I oftentimes say this. The college football fan is wildly underserved from a national standpoint. There are tons of regional college football outlets that do really good stuff in your local markets, your local sports radio shows, YouTube shows, you know, online sites, podcasts. There are a lot, but from a national standpoint, a lot of people just completely bail in college football between week one of the NFL season and the college football playoff. Right now, Dion's a story because people know Dion Sanders. I need to see whether the Colorado Buffaloes go two and two and anybody's talking about a Saturday afternoon, you know, against Utah. I need to know if that's going to still resonate beyond just this. But for one week, for what he did in week one, yeah, this is that's a hell of a statement. That's a hell of a statement. 855-2124-CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. And I think that, you know, people can just, quote, get it wrong about Colorado because it's hard to factor in how much guys believe. But they do. Secondly, I think that it's going to be an overreaction today and yesterday, this week about CU. I still think that they're a middle-of-the-road team of the Pac-12. I still and and Dion's really good at this. He picked his victim, which was Edward or in this situation, and called him out and said, I read that bull junk you wrote, and you do you believe and do you believe? And what are you supposed to say there? No, I still you're not supposed to you're not gonna tell Dion that to his face. No, I don't believe, you know? So now he has the chess pieces to play against, and he's really good at this. Last night, that's a disaster for Clemson, an absolute disaster. And if you look at the statistics, and we'll dig into this a little later on in the hour, you know, stats, if you just look at the numbers, you'd say, well, Clemson didn't have a bad day. They outpassed Duke. They outrushed Duke. So obviously they outgained him in total yards. They only had one penalty last night. Meantime, Duke committed seven of them. They were deep into Duke territory multiple times. If you looked at just the total possessions, 
inside the red zone, you'd say, well, you know, Clemson moved the football well, and you just don't look at the score, you would say, you know, not a bad day for the Tigers. And instead, they short-circuited the red zone a million times, two blocked field goals, multiple turnovers, and Cade Klubnick made some really bad decisions. And Klubnick is supposed to be the next great Clemson quarterback. And there were designs on ascension to dominance like they were under, you know, the previous years of Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. And last night looked a lot more like DJ Uyunglele than it did Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson. And that Clemson defense was good at times. And then they were a debacle at times. And that's supposed to be an elite Clemson defense as well. So that, by all measures, to lose to Duke 28-7, to the numbers are staggering. Duke hadn't beaten a top-10 team since 1989. Do you know who Duke's head coach was in 1989? Steve freaking Spurrier. I mean, it's a hell of a long time ago. So, Dabo called it the weirdest game he's ever coached in. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But also, Clemson did not play well. That, and credit that to Duke, because they they were a better team than anybody would have expected coming into the season. And Mike Elko clearly has turned around that entire program, or at least made that program Uh, a true, you know, competitive team week in, week out. But also, they just didn't play good football last night. And that, for Clemson, after a couple of years of mediocrity from their standpoint, was alarming. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. 
It's DA Soundcheck. All right. Welcome back on a Trash Tuesday, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. The DA Show, available on your phone. Stream us using the CBS Sports app or the free Odyssey app. Or you can watch us on YouTube or Twitch as well on your phone. We begin with that Colorado TCU game on Saturday. Called by the iconic Gus Johnson. Joel Klatt, of course, alongside him for the big noon on Fox game. And wanted to play this because we have a play-by-play man in our vicinity, close vicinity. The great Andrew Bogish, kind sir. Also, a lot of play-by-play from our very own Pat Boyle as well. And so here was not one of the highlights that you've seen or heard, I'm sure, from Saturday, but one that needs replay nonetheless, because while it was a historic day for the Colorado Buffaloes and a great day to begin the Coach Prime era in Boulder, it was more than that. It was the first time in NFL history or college football history or high school football history, any football history ever, that a field goal fell incomplete. A 43-yarder. Luke Rosa Award watch list performer, and it's incomplete as he pushes it wide right. The score remains 14-7. Amazing, Bogues. We've never seen it in college football history, a Field goal, incomplete. This is why you watch, DA. And this is why you put Gus Johnson on as many games as possible because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen when a college football, when a football game begins. And you need Gus there for the unknown because nobody can describe it better on the fly than him. It was a, a really fun game. And there was a lot of action back and forth, obviously, and a big comeback and late scores, etc. But I can honestly say I've never heard an announcer say the kick is up and incomplete. I've never heard that ever. It's not, you just announcers make mistakes all the time. I've never, never. heard a kick fall incomplete. And it's I, incomplete. I heard that live and said, <laughs> "Oh, incomplete." And then I spent a good half hour with a with my own kickoff coming later Saturday, going. Does that work? <laughs> is a field goal? I mean, it is technically incomplete. He did not complete the job of kicking and making the field goal. No, I... Is this a thing? Have I missed it? Is this Was this just a mistake? No, it's clearly a mistake. Yes. It's like a pass would be incomplete. But I... Now you, now you got me thinking. Is it possible that by technicality, the call is right? Because you're always striving to find new ways to say the same thing. I mean, it is games boiled down to the same stuff. Like, you're just, so all you're trying to do is find a new way of right. presenting it, which is why creative guys like Ian Eagle are so good because he tells you nine different ways how a three-yard runs a first down. So you're, look, you're always looking for something. You're always borrowing and copying and paying homage to somebody. So when I heard incomplete, I'm like, maybe that does <laughs> work because I yes I would I would argue that he did not complete his job as the field goal kicker so therefore the kick was incomplete stop here's where it doesn't make sense is that when a quarterback drops back to pass to throw a pass he's looking to complete the pass to a receiver the pass is completed yeah if it falls to the ground it's incomplete 
there is no completion on a field goal. Yeah, when it goes through, point. he completes the field goal. No, it's good. It's good. It's not complete. Well, what, what does good mean? <laughs> Good's an agony. It, it he made it. That's the point. Oh, he that, made it. He made it. That's the right verb. Yeah, he made oh, the field made goal. It. Okay. He completed the field goal. No. You complete a drive by putting by putting points on the board. No. Why are you making excuses? I'm not making excuses. I'm just I'm arguing the very <laughs> definition of the word. I think it does. I would never say a field goal is incomplete. Incomplete. But I think like <laughs> by the dictionary, he's not a hundred percent wrong. If the kick goes through the uprights and he says the field goal is complete. Is that the right call? No, that's Looney Tunes. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to be consistent. If incomplete works, then complete oh, works. Oh, come on. Gus is a legend, but I'm sure if you asked him, hey, Gus, did you mean to say that? He'd probably go, no. No, it was a rusty game for, for Gus. Did he have a week zero game? I thought he they... did. He had the Minnesota Nebraska. You're right. So, so, But that was, no, that was Thursday night. He did Thursday night that game, and then Saturday, Colorado. Either way, this was not his first game. I don't game. think he worked the weekend before. But this was not his first game. It was not game. his first game. There was a couple of. Yes. There was a couple of. This was not the only one that ball was complete. He called it incomplete. It was a fourth down. He called it a first down. Yeah. He thought the TCU had the ball. Colorado had the ball. There was a couple of moments in there for Gus. On that walk-off field goal from Minnesota on Thursday, was he saying, oh, I just heard yelling. I don't know what he said in that one. He's amazing, but that one was quite the stretch. If we're being the field honest, goal is incomplete. If we're being honest about Gus, who I've actually never spoken to, never met, um, he struggles at times in between the amazing moments. That's right. He does the amazing amazingly well. Yes. He does the amazing perhaps better than anybody else's college football amazing. But it's second and three, one yard gain. <laughs> You're or, on your own. Or a field goal <laughs> yes. that is no good. The picture's telling the words. Where, yes, you have to trust. Right. Trust the video. Gus would not be your ideal radio play-by-play guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> not no. quite know what was happening. If Steph Curry hits a three, you think Mike Breen's going... Complete. <laughs> Wide right. Maybe he's thinking about it now after hearing Gus's call. Or a three-pointer that falls no good, saying incomplete three-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> three but but incomplete, complete is not in any way a basketball term. It lives in football. <laughs> so I don't even know if Mike Bream would consider it. Okay, not, well, that's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. I'd really like you to use this in your next Fordham broadcast. November, uh, September 23rd against Stonehill. It's on the list. Done. Is that Bron- right? Stonehill coming to the Bronx? Can't wait. Huge I was one. I was actually criticized on an LIU broadcast. Uh, apparently, it's Stonal. That's not true. I'm, that's what I was told. <laughs> There's no way Stonal. Is it one word or two it's words? It's one word. Stonehill. Well, I guess Stonehill. You don't say Stonehill. Where is Stonehill? I believe Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, by the way, Ronald Acuna's next home run. Swing and a drive. It no, is you're doing complete. this wrong. You are doing this wrong. It is complete. The home run has been complete. Why am I doing it wrong? I'm not the one that called the field goal incomplete. <laughs> we're talking about football. Yeah, but it we're doesn't saying. Apply, it does not apply to baseball or basketball. Okay, besides pass a, a pass and a kick then, when when else can you use incomplete in a football game? If the drive stalls, you got to punt it away. The drive is incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I guess. No, I wouldn't the say drive's that completed way. with a pun. That's true. Yeah, you, you complete, yeah, no, he's right. Your drive is over. Your every drive, drive has been completed. Every drive gets completed right. one way or another. Unless you walk off the field, your drive is complete. Unless you abandon the game. Here is Andy Reid as the Chiefs prepare for the Lions on Thursday night football. Wondering whether Chris Jones is going to play. Now, Chris Jones is in the middle of a holdout, their best defensive player, one of the best players, obviously, in football. Travis Kelsey was begging Chris Jones to come back last week. Here's Andy Reid on Kelsey. Everybody makes their own decisions. I mean, that's the way it is in life. That's the way it is in football. And, you know, you certain guys do it one way, certain guys do it another way. Um, you know, Chris has chosen to go this route. Some other guys have chosen to get their deals done and come in and play. So I, listen, I'm not here to, to criticize one way or the other. Uh, we've had a lot of success with the guys that we have and, and we go with it. And so I, I, my standpoint is we got a heck of a Lions team coming in in here. And with the, with the guys we've got, we're going to get, get those guys ready to play against the Lions. And I know they'll be fired up to play. Really good take from Andy Reid. Uh, some guys hold out. Some guys sign their deals. You know, some guys report to camp. Some guys don't. Everybody does it differently. Really good insight, Andy. That's really, thank you. Thank you. I feel like Andy Reid could take a natural disaster or a tragic event and, like, I don't know, some people die. Some people live. And it's totally by strategy. He just knows. Don't feed the flame. He's always been close to the vest. He's always been don't give away any secrets. He's kind of like, he's Belichick in that way, except he's far less dour and miserable and cynical. So people love him. Plus, he seems to be like a jolly eater. People like that. He loves big burgers. He likes eating barbecue. Like Jimmy, he was probably depressed over the weekend. Jimmy Buffett passing away because he always wears those shirts. The Hawaiians, right. So he's a more charismatic Belichick, but it's the same strategy. Don't give away anything. Don't talk about anything going on inside your walls. This is a really interesting case study because for the Kansas City Chiefs, either they will pay up Chris Jones to get him into their locker room by Thursday or by week two and say, hey, we... We've got Patrick Mahomes, and we need to take advantage of it, and we're going to spend money because, you know, we need to win championships, and that's how you do so. Or they're going to take the tact of, we've got Patrick Mahomes. We think we can outscore people for a while, and we don't need Chris Jones right now, and we can make a statement here. And I don't know which way they're going to go. It's a really interesting thing. I could see either one of them because the Chiefs have spent money, namely on Mahomes. But they have also been of the mindset, Mahomes makes us go, and we know that. Now, a little differently with Tyreek Hill because Mahomes directly impacts the offense versus the defense and can make a wide receiver great. But they let Tyreek Hill go. And they said, you you want more money than you're worth, at least to us? And we are brave enough to say we're not doing this. I don't know if you can play the same game with Chris Jones, but the Chiefs might. And finally, our friend Chris Moore, who oftentimes is filled in here on the DA show over the years, but does weekends here on CBS Sports Radio, had Carlos with a K producing for him over the weekend. And here's Simo. Carlos always makes me laugh because uh, I took Spanish in high school, and she would say a sentence, 
and then you would repeat it back out loud in front of your classmates. And uh, we had this girl, Joanne, who I'm still friendly with, and she had absolutely no ear for being able to repeat what she heard. So it would go something like this. And we all had Spanish names. And they didn't use, for Chris, they actually used Carlos, so they called me Carlos. And her name was Joanne, so they called her Juanita in class. Juanita, Carlos es un chico. To which Joanne would reply, um, Carlos es un chico. And then the teacher would go, no, 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 Joanne. Carlos es un chico. Carlos es un chico. And it was one of those things, and it's a funny, I mean, I don't know if it translates on the radio, but when I tell people this story still, you know, hundreds of years later, they almost always laugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, now it all makes sense. <clears throat> That Simo now sounds every time I hear him like he's doing his show from his Spanish class <laughs> in the back as the teacher helps Juanita out with pronunciations. He's always talking like this and remembering anecdotes from hundreds of years ago. That's about as optimistic as I can be. Including Juanita and Carlos. I just wish uh, Drug Pin Pete was here to tell us exactly what sedative Simo is on these days. <laughs> <laughs> what pill leads to that? Why, why would Chris be Carlos? I have that question, too. No. Why wouldn't it be Cristobal? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, yes. Isn't that the direct Spanish translation? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Why would he be Carlos? <laughs> And, and Juan is John, which is so like Joanne is Joanne the the exact feminine like opposite of John? Mm, no, not in my estimation. Juanita <laughs> seems like a very nice girl with the lip smack in between every four and a half words. And I was Carlos. She was Juanita. <laughs> and we also. Ran a bag of cocaine down to Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and if Chris misses Spanish class, I've got a radio segment for him. Uh, Cinco de Stinco, what's it called? Uh, down the hall? Cinco de Fivo. Cinco de Fivo, yeah. Very and the <laughs> internationally respectable down the I, hall. I, I trimmed that down. It's like an entire two and a half minute story. <laughs> oh my God. And the entire time, Carlos says not one word. <laughs> Just let him go. Carlos going, can somebody invade somebody so I get called up? <laughs> can somebody invade somebody? <laughs> Carlos begging for World War Three to get out of the story. Sorry about that. It turns out Juanita and I lived in the jungles of Colombia for more than six months. On nothing but bananas and grubs. Is that like you, Uncle nice Sam? <laughs> I'm coming. South Dakota just invaded North Dakota. I gotta go. <laughs> it finally happened. <laughs>
we've been teetering on the brink of Dakota War, <laughs> and it's here. I'm reporting to Mount Rushmore immediately. Uh, <laughs> Billy will take over the board until you're out here, Simo. <laughs> I'll see you after deployment. Yeah, they're, they're out of bread at Yellowstone, Yellowstone National Park. I've been called to report. If I get back, you can finish the story then, okay, Simo? <laughs> it was in 1976 when Juanita and I came across an indigenous tribe which adopted us. <laughs> Seems like a very nice girl. <laughs> they had no spoken language. It was all hand signals. <laughs> She still had no ear for the Spanish language. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed Somehow, it. It got worse. I kept telling Juanita, it's not Chico. It's Chico, Juanita. <laughs> that is your sound check. So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday, my favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, everybody. You can always listen to the show on your phone. Use the CBS Sports app. Use the Odyssey app. Or you can watch us on YouTube or Twitch. Also across the great CBS Sports radio network. Hundreds of affiliates nationwide. And on Sirius XM channel 158. Pat Boyle is in this week once again at the producer slot. Although not a permanent designation. Might never become permanent. Who knows? <laughs> not dressed like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What do you got with the outfit, Bogues? I sit in it. Boop, boop, boop. I just keep going down. Keep going down. Can't sit in one spot. Can't sit in one spot. Look at that. How is that happening? Can we get a chair that works in here, please? I sit in it, immediately slink down. Then I get a good spot, and all of a sudden it's just like a slow escalator. Going down, going down. My God, I can't get comfortable. May I introduce you to the Odyssey budget department? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody needs a nappy poo as well. Yeah. Anyway, really quickly, got a quick trash here. Um, me and my roommates use Venmo whenever we need to charge each other for something, rent, just if, if one of us orders food, we'll pay, you know, say, all right, what, what did you get? All right, here, pay me this. And my one roommate, so annoying. He is the first person. He'll send her up. You can remind somebody if they haven't paid you, like, you know, two days after they send or whatever. He'll be the first one to hit or, send you a reminder to, to pay him $7 for when we got, you know, a breakfast sandwich. But when I send him the PSE&G every month, which, you know, in the summer can be like 80 bucks a person, Four days goes by, five days. My like, hey man, can you send me the money? Can you can you send me the Venmo? You're so quick to send me a reminder two days after for seven dollars, but you take your sweet ass time when it's actually something important. So that that really, really, really gets me angry. And I feel like he does it on purpose too. So trash my roommate. Get trash. that guy a napkin. <laughs> okay. Kevin Wall is in for Pete the Body this week. Kevin Wall, who are you trashing? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to tell you, Pat, there's something in this company. There really is. Pat's got to deal with the chairs. I'm dealing with people that don't know when to shut off their computers when they're done. Every single time when I come into work in the newsroom, same specific people. There's two, there's three. Uh oh. It's the same people. 
I see 15 different tabs open. Internet Explorer open. Who uses Internet Explorer these days? <laughs> Firefox open. Twitter open. <laughs> One of these days, DA, I'm going to be that person. Uh-oh. I'm going to be that person, and I'm just going to have a field day on their Twitter. And it's going to be that bad that they're not going to be able to sh- show their face in public again. So you're going to hop on their Twitter that's open and just fire People got to learn, DA. People got to learn. People got to learn. People got to learn. That's what I do <laughs> every single time. I log in and I log out. That's what you do when you go to work. That's right. You know, I'm about to send a company email. I'm sick of it. It's the landfill overnights in El Paso. Could we get a Kevin Wall salvo widespread list serve wide? Everybody in the company. I mean, I'd uh, I'd advise against that. Maybe go direct to the source. One of the people who is the guilty party here has been doing this almost since his or her day one here, and at times uh-huh. has left. Not just Twitter, oh. but like in like bank account stuff open, like oh. things that should not oh. be open. And when we've got a com- we've got communal computers here only, you've got to make sure you close everything out. You just mm-hmm. have to. Did this person that leaves their accounts open apply to be the executive producer on this show? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've seen eHarmony open, you know, on that company computer from this individual that works with us. Wow. That that, that outs that person right away. (laughs) That's true. Not really. I wouldn't. I still don't know. Oh, it's Shep. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's nothing bad about it. It just, it fits the Shep motif. He's like, oh, I got to go. And he just gets up and walks out and leaves everything open. All of his tabs. All of his. All of them. All all of his logins. Yeah. Dating, banking, mm-hmm. social, email. So bad. Yeah. Wow. Oh boy. Yeah. It, and people can do a lot with that type of information. Uh-huh. He's lucky everybody loves him so. Yes. Much. Now I would say in all of our defenses, at one point in time, you we each were able to log into the PC on our with our own right. stuff. You have your own profile on the computer itself. Now you can't really do that. There's a different kind of way. So. It's a little easier to make the mistake and leave your stuff open, but that's why you've got to triple check that you've logged yourself out and closed everything down because there are some losers that are working and will dig around and do some things that you don't want to be done to your stuff. Whoa, Bogues. And I don't mean walls like the, the funny tweet. You're that's your fault. But like, there's I don't I don't know what everybody's gonna do if they come across your company email or a bank account website. Yeah, I never careful. I never touch it. I never, you know, look into it, but it's just very frustrating yeah. every single day. And then when you have to log into your email account here, it automatically goes to the person who was last logged in right. and you got to do that like three different times to get your email. Right. What are you doing at work that you have to log into your bank account that you can't do that on your phone? Or like most people have a personal laptop that you, I would think you would bring to work or bring with anywhere you take a backpack or a bag with. Why? Why? I, I don't get it. You what know. is so important? You have to check your bank account <laughs> at work. Well, on the work computer. If we're being honest with Shep and his history, this might be the only place that has internet that he, that he goes to. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's got to do everything here. He was living on the streets at one point. Right. In time, so. He was also <laughs> pretending to be a college student oh, no. to dorm at NYU for a little bit. That happened? Yeah. Housing, like- housing has been a bit of a challenge over the years for Shep. And so he's had to get creative.
That's like the movie Accepted. <laughs> South Harmon Institute of Technology just creates a college. He pretended to be a college student. He needed the dorm at NYU. <laughs> so I think he took just enough credits to qualify for housing. I mean, that's I guess that's kind of smart. There was a bed bug issue at one point. Yeah. It's been a lot for Shep. So maybe we should be sympathetic to Shep. I was disgustingly off. There was only one... <laughs> Only one weakness to the whole plan. He had to then go to college. <laughs> he didn't need the degree. No. He wasn't interested in the classes, but he did have to enroll and take classes. Yeah, and NYU's a place that checks on those things. <laughs> Bogues, who are you trashing? Well, I've got to trash uh, my Swede, Jake, who normally gets toasted on Thursdays, but we were at my buddy's house oh, this no. weekend. Oh, and- no. And Jake's just nine, and maybe parents will be in this same spot. But, it's like, up until now, I'd say we were past that time. But as you're growing up and learning to use the bathroom on your own, there are times where kids use too much toilet paper, mm. like putting the whole roll, basically, yeah. in the toilet. This has happened at home once or twice. It's easily fixed with a plunger, too, and we're back to normal. <laughs> Saturday at my buddy's house, Jake was nervous to go to the bathroom, in a like in a in not in our house, so I sat outside the bathroom to make sure nobody walked in on Jake by accident. Okay, good dad, I, good I, dad I, move. I, I hear a flush or two, then I hear dad, and we've now clogged my friend's toilet oh. with the ton of toilet oh. paper. So again, this is a house full of people, big oh. barbecue. My my buddy's barber is actually at the grill. I go, I gotta fix this by myself. I look around, no plunger in this bathroom. Go downstairs, other bathroom, find a plunger, going upstairs, right? Keep it on the down low. I fix it. Jake's not embarrassed. I'm plunging and plunging nothing. Oh. Oh. So I so I mean I'm in there for 20 minutes. I'm breaking a sweat. So now I'm like, I gotta, I gotta tell somebody. Now I need something more than this. So I get First, we go to the wife. She gives me a different plunger, a more industrial strength one. Still can't get this thing unclogged. We're going on. It felt like 45 minutes. And I'm not kidding. Sweat rolling down my face. I finally had to go to my buddy and be like, I can't can't fix this. I don't know what to do. Do you have like a snake or anything? He's like, I got it. And then he spent 20 minutes. And somehow, finally, that thing unclogged and emptied. The biggest problem was the damn toilet the actual like hole was too big for the plunger, so we never could get mm. like the perfect suction. But I wasted. Like, people thought I left the party. I was gone for an hour trying to be nice and solve this problem on on the sly, but we couldn't. So hopefully Jake has now finally learned his lesson to go very delicately with the TP usage. That's just offensive. That's a moment that scars a child. If he you, was heartbroken. If you have, if your dad and your dad's friend has to spend an hour <laughs> plunging yes. your toilet issue yeah. at a party, Jake will now use one piece of toilet paper for the rest of his life. Yeah. So our new problem is going to be dirty butts, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I mean, I I backed up a friend's toilet, and it's like their summer house. And it's still I can still remember how awful I felt. Like I never wanted to be his friend anymore. It was so bad. Was there more than toilet paper in there? This was yeah. this uh for me it was bad. Yeah. It was like an oh. old like beach kind of shanty. So like the plumbing was not great. And I made the mistake of 
oh, I just needed to flush a second time to get it through, and then it all hell broke loose. Oh, and you had a steamer in there. That was not good. (laughs) That was not good. This was just a huge wad of toilet paper. There really is an art because I usually use, like, dude wipes. You can't flush those, though. No, I know. So when I'm forced, if I go in public bathroom, which I usually hate doing, I used to have, like, a fear of going in public bathroom, going number two. So now when I'm forced to do that, it's an art. The toilet paper to flush ratio. Totally. Yes. Usually you get two two pieces, two wipes, flush. Don't risk a third. Don't yeah. risk it. Because if you mess up once, you're, you're screwed. Airport bathrooms, work bathrooms, restaurant bathrooms. These are multiple flush situations. You have to consistently make sure that you are not at the precipice of doing exactly what yeah. young Jake Bogish did this weekend. And you're going to learn as AJ gets older, they're capable of producing <laughs> waste that doesn't seem there's enough space in their body for. I'm already seeing it. Yeah, but it's different when they're when it's like an adult size that you're used yeah, to doing yeah. and then yeah, it's coming yeah, yeah. out of this like 4 foot 4 60 pound kid. <laughs> so, we've had like, so Jake, a lot of chicken fingers. Before <laughs> you wipe, flush. Wipe a time or two and then flush. Right. We can't, you can't make a huge pile of all of this no, and then try no, and clear. No, Especially no, now can't. in New York because we have these stupid like governors on toilets where like it limits the actual the strength amount of, the amount of water for conservation. You're right. So you really got to be careful. And You're right. There's also an art too in reducing the smell. As soon as that hits the water, gotta, boom, yeah. flush. Yep. Soon as it even, you hear that wa- that watermelon drop in, splash, come back up, <laughs> boom, flush. That's what it. That's what it feels like. Yeah, this is so. Feel like you drop a watermelon and it just <laughs> plunk. How high are you sitting? <laughs> sometimes you gotta hover. <laughs> I am trashing my electrical inspector because oh, we're back on this. The <laughs> hell is back. <laughs> I waited for months, months. For the guy that did my electrical to get the inspector back to my house to do the final electrical inspection. The guy finally responded to an email or a million emails or a million calls from the guy that did my electrical. The inspector finally comes, does it great. I got the sticker on the whole thing. Go to the town to get the final permit. They're like, oh, sorry, we don't have any record of the final inspection. I was like, well, what do you mean? It's been done. No, we, they, they have to file the paperwork. So I call the electric, electrician again. He's like, oh, my God. You got the sticker. She should have automatically. He should have done the paperwork. Nope, don't have it. So now I'm on the wild goose chase again to get this guy just do paperwork, which I don't know. It might be like an email or something. Just like click one thing, and he won't respond again. So I thought I was out of the woods. I'm not out of the woods. We're now on week three. This is the beginning of week three of tracking him down again. To just hit send on an email, trash him. What a beatdown. Iron Man Sean, who showed up to Bob's bar, says, I'm trashing Clemson's recruiting. We have no receivers. This play calling is garbage. It just shows that DJ last year wasn't the problem. This was embarrassing. I love my Tigers winning or lose, but damn. Hashtag Trash Tuesday. Please keep your social distancing. All right, more trash is coming. Rob of the... Rob, Rob says in the seven three four, but his tag is still in the three two one. So, I'm trashing the guy that stole sixty bucks from my wallet, yet left twelve dollars in it. If you're gonna take it, take it all, dumbass. I wish I were joking. That's just offensive. Wow. So Rob had his wallet stolen, but somebody just took money out of it, left the wallet. I guess big bills only. 
And they left him 12 bucks. Yeah. And Stephen in South Carolina trashing people who are at the gas station and think it's a social hour with a cashier. Get your lottery, cigarettes, move on. I don't want to stand in line all day. Hashtag move it. Are those maggots? Standing by, headlines, kind sir, Andrew Bogish. DA, they hadn't beaten a top 10 team since 1989. They hadn't beaten Clemson since 2004. Duke ran over all that history last night in Durham. Three wideouts to the right. Here's the snap. The gift to Moore running right. Chased into the edge inside the five. And he's in! Touchdown! Jock Moore with his first of the season. And it's 19-7 with 10 on Learfield IMG, a pick, another rushing score, polished off a 28-7 upset of ninth-ranked Clemson. The Tigers passed and ran for over 200 yards apiece, but fumbled twice inside the Duke 10 and had two field goals blocked. They keep saying it's not a problem, but it keeps happening. Georgia staff member Jarvis Jones, a former All-American linebacker, is the latest Bulldog arrested for a moving violation. This was Friday night and for reckless driving and speeding. 12 players have had similar troubles since winning the national title. And of course, there was the fatal crash in January as well. Dodgers lefty Julio Arias arrested Sunday night on felony domestic violence charges. He had a similar arrest in 2019, was never formally charged them, but did serve a 20-game suspension. The team saying only that Arias is not on their current road trip. On the field yesterday, the Astros are kind of tied for the AOS lead. 2-1. Altuve drives this one deep to right center. Racing back on it now. Tavares still going back at the wall. Looking up. See you later! Back-to-back jacks for the second time in the ball game. Dupont and Altuve. And it's 13-5 Astros. Robert Ford on Astros Radio. Yes, Jose Altuve, Mauricio Dubon going back-to-back twice in a 13-6 route of the Rangers in Texas. The Mariners lost in Cincy in the afternoon, 6-3, so their lead on Houston is one-thousandth of a percentage point. Those res- I never, I couldn't wrap my mind around the stat when I saw this over the weekend. They've played 130 games or something like this. Yeah. How could they be a did you say a thousandth? So it's point zero zero one is the difference between them right now because what's their records? Seattle has one less win and one less loss than the Astros. So they've played two fewer games. So their win percentage is five sixty two and Houston's is five sixty one. But gotcha. because but that still is technically one of those virtual ties, but Seattle wins it by that point zero zero one. Right. But okay, so that makes more sense that it okay, so one of them has played two fewer games. Yes. The Mariners have played two fewer games, so their one less win gets overcome by that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Mathematics. Who knew, boys? Uh, the Reds remain in a virtual tie with Arizona for the last NL wildcard spot since the D-backs beat the Rockies 4-2 yesterday. The Phillies outscored the Padres 9-7. The Orioles got a 6-3 win in Anaheim, pushing their AL East lead to three and a half games on the Rays. 7-3 losers to the Red Sox. Shohei Otani a late scratch from that game after hurting his right oblique during BP. Otani's agent says they plan on him DHing through next season, then resuming pitching. They also expect a procedure on Otani's elbow this winter, but did not say Tommy John. From the NFL, Mike White beats Skylar Thompson to back up Tua in Miami. 
And Cooper Cup saw a specialist in Minnesota yesterday for his hamstring injury, which happened August 1st, then a setback last week. Sean McVay expects another update tomorrow, still calling Cup day-to-day for now. USA Basketball about to face Italy in the FIBA World Cup quarterfinals. Slovenia has already beaten Lithuania today, 87-68. And Alex Verev beat Yannick Sinner in five sets in four hours, 41 minutes to reach the U.S. Open quarterfinals. The match ending at 1.39 a.m. Eastern. And now, we're stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Anybody can have an oopsie taping a podcast. A true genius, a true trailblazer does this. It's just a a biohazard issue. You know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so... They want us to come back to Atlanta. Uh, that is an actual Delta pilot. I can't believe you got the audio. Who was flying from Atlanta to Barcelona last Friday. Long they were flight. about two hours into the flight, still, I believe, over the U.S., when this person, apparently hurrying down the aisle, sprayed the worst kind oh, of shrapnel no. everywhere. No. One more time. Listen closely. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. A biohazard. Diarrhea all the way through the airplane. Not, didn't do a number on the bathroom. No. Didn't no. clog a toilet. No. It was coming out. No. And it went everywhere. So they had to turn the plane around. (laughs) Now the passengers got off and got on a different plane and got to Barcelona about eight hours later than scheduled. The plane got cleaned and put basically right back into service. (laughs) Nobody knows exactly what was wrong with this person or if they were allowed and recovered in time to then take that second flight to Barcelona. They can't be on that second flight. I wouldn't allow it. They just can't. Sorry. Nope. 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 I'm going to prison if they're getting back on that plane because I'm putting my <laughs> fist through their face for ruining. Imagine they were how many hours into the flight? Two. Just two. So two but hours still, in, yeah. two hours back yeah. to Atlanta, four right. hours of my time you've wasted because you just soiled yourself. And we didn't the- even get to Barcelona. You still got to get to Barcelona. You, you're right back where you started. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How? Can you imagine the amount of shame? The shame alone wouldn't be enough. You you need more. You need, a, you need to be publicly ridiculed. This story is outrageous, <laughs> but I th- I've thought about this story quite a bit. Okay. Because, of course, if it's a really elderly person, I think it it's a, you sing a bit of a different tune. So based on, as far as I can see, the, la- the lack of people taking videos of this, it must have been a situation that maybe somehow they're sympathetic to. Must be some type of empathy because you're right. They haven't identified the person. Correct. No video. Right. Nobody at the airport freaking out into their phone, tweeting, can you believe this? Or a video that they put on Instagram or TikTok. You wouldn't believe what happened. So I right. had diarrhea all over my plane. So you're right. There might have been an extenuating circumstance that people... Yeah. 
So we don't wait. We don't have an idea on this person. No, as far as uh, I know, we no, don't. It's going to come back to bite me. No identity. I mean, we've got video of planes with like turbulence. People think they're going to die. They pull their their phones out. Nobody has posted a video of on the plane. Like, oh my god, I'm in the poop plane. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> the poop plane. So no. must people must have felt bad for whoever it was. Well, if you're a capable person, like, you know, elderly, I guess uh, there are extenuating circumstances. But how do you not? Go sooner. Like there's you. You have stages. You feel it. You you know. You get the runs. You're like, whoa. Let well, me get to a bathroom now. Look, I've been. I talked about this. What was the last time we flew? I, I forget. I think my wife and I when we went down to Florida. That was the Ed Ogeron trip. Mm. I think I was like I had to go. To, I had to go number one really bad when we started like buckling in and now everybody was already sat and yep. we're not supposed to get up until it took off and we were like taxiing for a while. And I was like, oh, my God, I really got to go to the bathroom. And I started panicking in my head, like, when am I going to get to go to the bathroom? And ultimately, I just was like, you know what? Don't think about it. And then I relaxed myself, bladder control, boom, went down. And we got up into the, the air. And then I could, you know, go calmly. But I thought to myself, you could really put yourself into a panic situation if you didn't know when you were going to get to go. And then suddenly you got to go. And they're like, everybody buckled. Yeah. Take your seats, and not until we get however many thousands of feet in the air. The drink cart gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. And I've been on planes, like, when there is turbulence, you, you're not supposed to get up. Right. Like, one, what fun with the kids, it was bad. They got sick, and I couldn't, the lady wouldn't come take the sick bag. I couldn't bring it to her, so I had to sit there and hold a bag of puke while we were going through <laughs> all of this nonsense. So, like, I mean, you can, you can absolutely get... It's not all your fault. It's not all your own timing. Right. That's exactly right. Now, to have a situation that is so explosive that it becomes a biohazard <laughs> that's around coming the out of your clothes. <laughs> that's that's the part that worries me here. Yeah. What was this person eating? You're two hours into a flight. Now, at that point in time, you should have enough time to have gone to the bathroom. If you have to be in there for an hour, two hours, so be it. But like the the fact that it becomes a biohazard is it shorts that it's coming out of is it coming out of the top Ugh. around the belt oh, the belt area and what's the threshold for biohazard like are we talking about a couple right. of droplets are we talking about like what right what, where do they, the flight attendants go We're, i'm not the, doing that the pilot said it's throughout the plane yeah. that's a key term here throughout the plane we're talking about like fire hose spraying no, no, splatter. No, I don't think Human that's the sprinkler. Case. No, I don't think I don't think it's <laughs> throughout a, the plane. I don't think it's a splatter, but I do think it could be a drip throughout the plane. Right, oh. left, left a trail oh. down yeah, your legs yes. or going down all the way down yeah. the you aisle. Know, I really don't have any sympathy because if you have these kinds of problems, that's dude, not you're something. one day away from being a biohazard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, I mean, it is true. If you're if you've got this issue, you should not be flying from Atlanta to Barcelona. That too. That's, that's I'll be on a plane tomorrow. God forbid if that happened. You know, you wouldn't be, you'd drive. And this yeah. is probably not a one off, so you've probably had these kinds of stomach problems before. You shouldn't be eating whatever it is before an eight hour flight. You don't get on that flight, I'm sorry. If you you just can't fly. You just take, you gotta take a boat. Do they do that anymore? Can you? I mean, they do have boats. <laughs> yeah. We do sail still, do you? Can you, get, can you get from New York to Barcelona by boat anymore? 
I don't know if there's a if there's a transatlantic <laughs> yeah. cruise anymore. I think there have been a few since the Titanic, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's a you know that's a tough call. You're not flying to Boston, so like you got to make the call. Like okay, that's a tummy rumble, but I got to get to Spain, so we're gonna gamble. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. Oh, Chris Moore, the clip from the weekend made our sound check this morning. Carlos always makes me laugh because uh, I took Spanish in high school and she would say a sentence and then you would repeat it back out loud in front of your classmates. And uh, we had this girl, Joanne, who I'm still friendly with. Well, now it all makes sense. (laughs) That Simo now sounds, every time I hear him, like he's doing his show from his Spanish class (laughs) in the back. And she had absolutely no ear for being able to repeat what she heard. So it would go something like this. And we all had Spanish names. And they didn't use, for Chris, they actually used Carlos, so they called me Carlos. And her name was Joanne, so they called her Juanita in class. Why would Chris be Carlos? I have that question, too. <laughs> I don't know. Why wouldn't it be Cristobal? Yeah. Juanita. Carlos es un chico. To which Joanne would reply, um, Carlos es un chico. Juanita. <laughs> With the, lip, with the lip smack in between every four and a half words. And then the teacher would go, no, 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 Joanne. Carlos es un chico. C- 
Carlos S. Onchico. I was Carlos. She was Juanita. <laughs> and we also ran a bag of cocaine down to Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> And it was one of those things, and it's a funny, I mean, I don't know if it translates on the radio, but when I tell people this story still, you know, hundreds of years later, they almost always laugh. It turns out Juanita and I lived in the jungles of Colombia more than six months. Nothing but bananas and grubs. Seems like a very nice girl. I notice it. It was in 1976 when Juanita and I came across an indigenous tribe which adopted us. <laughs> they had no spoken language. It was all hand signals. Sorry about that, Billy. Got a little sore throat work. What happened here? Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Poll question. Who had the most embarrassing loss in week one? Last night, Clemson getting pounded by Duke 28 to 7, won 82% of the vote. LSU got 10%. TCU's lost to Colorado 8%. FSU scored 31 unanswered to open up the second half. And the data department tells us just like the biohazard of the Barcelona bound airplane, Clemson had the same problem every time they entered the red zone last night. More trash is on our way out the door this morning. Justin trashing the little mouse no longer in his shed, chewing up everything that made a home out of the lawnmower, wiring, chainsaw, chaps, etc. Get him out. So frustrating. Squishy liquid. Trashing whoever decided to use his office on Friday, leaving trash everywhere and leaving the printer without paper. Hashtag Aunt Joni. Splash Brothers. More like the Trash Brothers. And this portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Kevin Wall on the wheels of steel. Andrew Bogus on your headlines. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. I'm DA. The Mothership Disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t